Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2022 NFL Wild Card Weekend. Best bets, the gold, the silver, the bronze. We're going to have to be doing some digging to get to three good ones because the line's pretty sharp this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. want to remind everyone to smash the like button to the episode. Hit the description and give me your best bet. Could be a side, could be a total, could be a prop for all I care for Wild Card Weekend. And join RunTheSims.com. It's 69 nice dollars for the rest of the season through the Super Bowl. However, if you go to RunTheSims.com slash Mayo, you just cut that in half. How about that? You get half off, 50% off at runthesims.com. The player prop tool is up there right now. You can have the entire DFS optimizer for any slate that you want. Single game, all the game, two games, doesn't matter. Make your own custom projections at runthesims.com slash Mayo. The Mayo Media Newsletter, free to subscribe. Go to it at Substack or hit the description and find it down there. Rob Pizzola and Cam Stewart. We finished off all 18 weeks of our best bets, despite some you know time discrepancies of when we were going to film, but a very good week, 3-0 and on the gold picks to end the year, because that's really the only ones that we were good at, was the gold picks. But that's all that matters, right? Well, listen, I mean, like I said last week, if you're staking properly, and anyone who's watching the show, probably going to bet more on the gold picks anyways than the silver or the bronze. That's just the way that, I mean, you should be staking in sports betting. If you have more confidence in a play, you bet more on it, so... Um, I mean, we're not going to dismiss the the bad silver record. It's there. But I think overall, it was a pretty successful year. I mean, I hit more than we lost. If we were betting gold picks, Mayo, and I had real money, like these big heavy-duty guys, bad guys in Vegas and New Jersey, whatever, and we're walking in, like we're doing quite well in life. Like, let's just say I'll meet you at the golf course. We're eating quality cuts. We're not uh, – there's no uh, ramen noodles and craft dinner in our future. If we want them, we can buy them. But I'm just saying we'll have bags of money. We did great on the gold picks. Didn't we go – do we have the Jaguars last week? Jaguars? You, you did. Jags, 15 and a half was your gold pick. That was your silver pick, oh. Cam. You also got oh. that correct. Three and oh. oh, I did. Three and oh on the gold oh. picks, two and one on the silver picks, one and two on the bronze oh, picks. And the, the Ravens cost me a lot of money last week because, you know, I like to parlay some of this stuff together. I had a seven leg spread yeah. parlay, only Baltimore lost, of course. And I had it three and a half because I made it uh, a bit later on in the week. So when Claypool scored that touchdown, I was like, oh, God, there it goes. And they, they they would have been up by four. They would have covered the spread. It would have been glorious. But we finished the year 38-13-1 against the spread as our gold picks. And Cam was the big driver of that. 15-2-1 as his gold picks. I was 13-5. Rob was 11-7. Silver picks, not good. 22-33. and Only Cam finished above 500 on his silver picks at 10-8. And And then the bronze picks, it was basically a wash. 26-28. and Um, Everyone was right around. Rob was 500. Cam and I were both 8-10 on the bronze picks. That was more or less flipping coins. But the the ones that we felt good about, the ones we felt the best about, were the ones that came through. So it was actually a good year betting for me in football. And that never happens. 
<laughs> I mean, it, listen, it's it's a difficult league to beat. And we do this on Fridays, especially where a lot of the value from, yeah, I mean, today's Thursday. I, I got the days right, correct? You know, so Cam yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah, freak yeah, I've been here. punctual today. I joined the call a couple minutes before we started. I didn't want to hear anything about punctuality. I'm here. I'm ready to go. But normally we do these late in the week. It's actually even tougher to pick games later in the week because a lot of the lines have already moved and some of the value has gone. So listen, like I don't want to pull the old Barry Horowitz pat on the back, but I mean, to have that sort of record on a, a Friday recording for three quarters of the year, I think that's a pretty impressive season. Well, let's see if we can continue going through the playoffs here. I was thinking about just limiting it to like one pick a piece because there's, there's six games on the board. How much? <laughs> how much are we? Exactly. Like, like, am I really? I, I unless the board really opens up for me, I, I don't even know if I would make like three sides this week. I don't know if I'm going to bet three spreads, Rob. I I personally have bet one game this week. If I was betting, it's moved significantly. We'll talk about that because I mean it'll be in my selections, but. If I was to, to actually like wake up this morning and say, am, am I going to bet the NFL this weekend? I probably wouldn't have a single bet. I think there's going to be a lot of good live betting opportunities. I mean, I think that's probably the way I will approach this Sunday uh, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday, following the games in real time. Um, I, I just there, like there's so much uncertainty. You got a lot of quarterbacks who are making their first career playoff starts, which historically has been a spot to fade. But a lot of these quarterbacks are good quarterbacks in, in general. Uh, Kyler Murray being one. Um, you Joe know, Burrow. Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, even Derek Carr. I, mean, I like Carr. Yeah, yeah he's making good, his man. first start. But I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, historically speaking, uh, p- players making their first career playoff start have shit the bed. And I'm talking about, like, good quarterbacks in the past, too, as well. If you just go down the list, it's been very difficult. And these are a lot of the sides that I actually like from a numbers perspective. So, um, I mean, I think it's a very challenging week. You, you have 18 regular season weeks to learn about teams. We all know what these teams are at this point. It's, it's, it's not difficult to arrive at what the point spread should be on these games. Uh, and I think the market reflects that. I mean, I don't know about you, Cam, but I was looking at the board when these lines came out and I was like, okay, some of these sides, I, I can probably bet them, but I don't just, I, you know, I don't see a ton of value here. Oh, and I agree. And, and I find, you know, when we do the, do the tape, I do other shows. I tape on a Tuesday. I'm like, and we're still winning. Like, you know how impossible it is to bet an NFL? Like, I go, I tell the guy, I go, I love you, brother, but we got to do this on Wednesday, like, at, at the earliest. I would suggest Thursday or Friday. But anyway, they want to get these things out and get, get more hits, but it's hard. I agree, man. I looked at these numbers. They're sharp as hell. They're, they're sharper than a Ginsu. I'm, I'm like, I can't even get any type of edge. Like, Back with the regular season, Rob and Pat, you saw like a trap line or you saw a situation where now it's the playoffs. It's kind of like betting NCAA basketball tournament. We've been there, Rob. We've been in Vegas for these tournaments. It's hard to beat the book. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're all over it. Regular season, you can get a couple games in a weaker conference. You know, the lines aren't as sharp. Guys, because they have so many games to cap, you can find something if you're on top of it. Right now, when it's condensed, I find it to be a real, real hard problem. I'm looking for something, and uh, the totals are sharp and the numbers are sharp. We're going to have to uh, dig pretty deep this week, Pat. Well, how do you guys approach playoff betting in general? Like, I, I don't think that you need to have some sort of manifesto of rules, but you would mention rookie quarterbacks, yeah. Rob, and potentially trying to pick on those just because that's what it's been historically, that these guys in their first start in the playoffs just don't end up performing all that well. But now we have guys in situations where you have two first-time quarterbacks going up against each yep. other. Like, would you, yep. do you think, like, there, there are two games in particular, and we can talk about them right now before we make the picks. One is the Raiders and Bengals game, because it seems 
seems like everyone has identified as the Raiders as like the underdog that they're going to bet in round one against the Bengals. And the line just keeps progressively inching towards the Raiders open at five and a half down to five at DraftKings Sportsbook, four and a half in other places. And then the other one is the Chiefs game. That's minus 12 and a half. And I don't know a soul that's bet on Pittsburgh, yet the line just remains exactly the same uh, from when it opened. Yeah. So like my process is probably very different than what Cam does for NFL, right? Cam's more of a, a, a feel guy and he looks at the games and he incorporates a bunch of different things. For me, it's all about, I'm a math guy. I make a number on a game. I have like a model that runs in the background. Then basically I decide, okay, this is my number. Do I want to bet it or do I just want to pass on it because there's like an element of uncertainty or I, I don't think I'm capturing something. And that's basically my process in it. I will say like following Last week, you know, I'm watching the Raiders, Chargers, Sunday night football. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I even tweeted this, like, what number would you would you need to bet the Steelers in the playoff game against the Chiefs? And like, I'm hoping I don't get enough value on the Raiders. Um, and honestly, what ends up happening is like, I, I don't want like opening the, the opening odds. The bookmakers aren't stupid. They realize that people don't want to bet the Steelers. They realize people don't want to bet the Raiders. They give like a little bit of an inflated price on these teams. And then you basically have to make a decision as a better of, do I want to bet these teams? It, it's, there is value in these sides, but obviously there's potential to, for that bet to go haywire because these teams can get blown out. Or do I just want to say, screw it, I'm going to take a bad price on the other side. And you know I just have a gut feeling that the Steelers are going to get roped in this game or the Bengals are going to you know, shellack the Raiders as well. And it, it's, it's very challenging when you get to this point in the year because um, – like Cam said, you don't have these spots where there's like a lack of motivation for a team or, you know, you get one bad spot this week, which is the Raiders on a short week. I'll talk about that a little bit as well. But all the stuff that you would typically account for in the regular season, it's just not there in the playoffs, except for we got a little bit more home field advantage. You know what, Pat? And also just something to mention, we don't do this on this show because we're there to pick spread sides, props, teasers. We're not really advocates of teasers. Hey, 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 if, is... if you want to give out a teaser as one of your gold, silver, or bronze picks, Cam, you can do that if you'd like. Are you kidding me? You can do that. You're, you're offering me a teaser? I, I'm offering okay. you a teaser well, I, if you want it. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I, I, I think I might. Well, now I got to put the Pizzola math hat on and come up with. I'm just saying these numbers are so damn sharp. Teasers are good. Like getting the Raiders the 12 and a half, that sounds pretty good. Even though if you like the Bengals, like. These are sharp lines that they're put together. Rob, you don't, I don't know, you explain, Rob, what they put up through a supercomputer. They're coming out. They're very, very, very tight. It's hard this week when the playoffs start. But I'm saying teasers, though, to get that extra bit of security. I'm not going to advocate, like, same-game teasers with the total and stuff because my bookie used to tell me a long time ago when we were playing with books before we had uh, DraftKings. Uh, you know what I mean? They used to say that. I told you, he used to light up the dark. That's how they keep the lights on. I'm like, yeah, because if you basically, when you win a teaser, you could have parlayed it. Most of the time, the parlay is going to hit, right? But I'm just saying this week, I have no problem with getting excessive points on these games with some of them to Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh game doesn't make sense to me on a teaser getting like, uh, absolutely not. That's the thing. Like 19 and a half, you know, Rob, but getting a team like the Bengals from five and a half to 12 and a half, that's interesting. Or five and a half to 11 and a half, those dogs from three to 10. Yes. Four and a half to a lot. Like those are, that's key. Usually I like to do that or a seven point favorite. Hell, ten, like look at even Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think the party, you know, I think the teaser, if you just want to play a simple two game, six point teaser this week would be bucks down to two and a half and Patriots up to 10. 
And that would be my, my two preferred tease plays if you're going six points. I think both of those could probably come through. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, the, just like general teaser strategy, Cam makes a great point. To- a lot of people are going to be tempted to tease totals this week because there's only six yeah. games and yeah. they want to have bets. Do not Dangerous. tease NFL totals. There's there, you, like This is an absolute sucker bet where, I mean, if you want to keep an account forever, that's a great way to do it because as soon as a, a bookie sees that you're teasing an NFL total, you basically have whatever limits you want for life. Um, the, the, va- the value in teasing these totals is just not worth it. Um, it, it really isn't like you're not, you're not moving through enough numbers that makes it statistically worth it. The sides are much better. Pat brings up a great point, but you, and, and Cam as well, you want to move through as many key numbers as possible, typically three and seven. So typically when you have a, a very short underdog, you can tease them up through three and seven, or you have the bucks in the range that they are this week, which is eight and a half, six point teaser. You get them down to two and a half you maximize the value of the teaser. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to cover 100% of the time. What? But in the long term, yeah, well, yes. In the long term, you're better <laughs> yes. off doing that. I want 100% success rate, please. We all do. We all yes. do. <laughs> do we? Yes, big uh, time. Well, let's get into the gold picks. I will kick it off with my gold selection of the week. So I'm looking at the board, and I'm trying to think, like, I really want to take the bills, but now it's up to four at DraftKings Sportsbook, and that's, yeah, that that feels like around, like, this does really reek of a field goal game to me, but, you know, I looked at the weather, it's going to be minus 12 Celsius, I don't know what the hell that is in Fahrenheit, that could be like 98 Fahrenheit for all I know, I, I am very bad at these conversions. So I, I think where I'm going to go is going to be the squarest side of the week, because I set this number as 16, and it's still 12 and a half. I think that the Chiefs absolutely rout the Steelers in this game. Like, the Steelers' cover potential in this game is one of two ways. The defense completely steps up. Watt is unblockable. They harass Mahomes. And then the Chiefs have what happened in the first five weeks of the season. Oh, the ball hit Travis Kelsey in the chest. It's a pick six the other way. They get stopped at the one-yard line and, like, fumble the ball for no reason. Like, it seems like that stuff might be passed, and the offensive line is playing really well. Obviously, the defense is playing a lot better. And then you have the second side of it where... Pittsburgh does what they did against Minnesota in that Thursday night game where they're just down by 30 points and then come back in the fourth quarter. They did it against the Chargers in that Sunday night game too where just the game was over and then all of a sudden the other defense was like, yeah, score as many points as you want. That is the the tricky part here. It's just if the Chiefs get to 25 points, I think that they cover this. Where are the Steelers scoring points? Like they're not good. Maybe Najee can run the ball 800 times in this game for three yards a carry and milk the clock. I just don't see it. I don't think that the Chiefs secondary can stop, or the Steelers secondary can stop the Chiefs if they want to go vertical. I know Hill is a bit banged up, but he should be a lot better this week than he was a week ago to get him ready. So uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Minus 12 and a half is my pick. I find that, I mean, to be okay. Listen, I, five of the six games this week, we have a regular season matchup where these teams played. The Steelers Chiefs was very recently. I don't want to be, you know, there is such thing as recency bias. We always remember the last things we saw. But when we think about that Steelers Chiefs game, the Chiefs were without Travis Kelsey in that game. Their Steelers offense, they averaged 4.3 yards per play in that game, which is terrible because like it's even more terrible than it sounds because they trailed literally the entire game. They were down 30 to nothing and they still couldn't move the ball. That's because their offensive line is one of the worst in the entire league against the Chiefs defensive line who finished the season with the fifth best pressure rate. That's a huge mismatch. Uh, I tweeted something yesterday, but this like I found this hilarious when I was looking through numbers this week. The Steelers ended the season 24th in DVOA. 
BVOA is an advanced metric from football outsiders that measures like a, a team's basically performance. That was behind the Bears and it was behind the Washington football team. And there's a metric called weighted DVOA, which is a better reflection of how the team was playing at the end of the season. The Steelers ranked 26th in that metric. Number 25 was the New York Jets. So the Steelers were actually playing worse down the stretch than the New York Jets. The only issue I have with this, Pat, and this is the only issue because I think it's a very lopsided mismatch. Obviously, it's the NFL. Anyone Big Ben farewell win. tour? It's not. It's more so of the Chiefs yeah. covering these big numbers, which over the course of good. like the last year and a half has not been good. Exactly. For some reason or another, they just, with the exception of that Steelers game a few weeks ago, they can't put teams away and they haven't been able to do that. Uh, my inclination when I first saw this game was I wanted to bet Kansas City first half minus seven. That number got torched immediately. It's seven and a half now, but that's sort of the angle that I was going to take with the game is Kansas City gets out to an early lead. I don't know what's going to happen in the late game BS. Maybe Roethlisberger leads a couple touchdown drives and gets them within the number. And I, I think that's going to be a sweat towards the end of the game. Well, I'll I hate- say one other thing, Pat, okay. uh, quickly on that game. Um, I think a lot of people are going to look to take Kansas City, like first quarter, first half type of thing. I, I, I disagree with that. This is a slow moving team. And you, and you guys remember... Remember the te- all the playoff games against Houston, Tennessee. A lot of the time, it takes these guys a little bit of time to, to rev that engine. So I know people are going to try to attack it that way. I don't think it's necessarily guaranteed, like, taking these guys in the first half, like they're going to come out and beat the crap out of the Steelers. I kind of see it the other way. The Steelers kind of lingering for a while, Kansas City going, making adjustments at the half, and then pummeling them more towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter when they need points. I'm thinking about changing this pick after discussing it with you guys. That, like, now that now, now that we've talked it through a little bit, and, and I'm I'm looking at some of my notes here. So you're right. You're right about, uh, and this is from the Mayo Media newsletter. I just had, happened to have it pulled open. Forgot that I had wrote the stuff down earlier in the week. Mahomes is two and five in his past seven starts against the spread as a double digit favorite. In seven of the in all seven of the games, the spread was off by at least seven points in either direction. So either they covered by a ton or or didn't cover it. You know what, Pat? Didn't even come close. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Everybody's on Kansas City. I, I know that they are. These are heavily bet games. And you know, Mike, and Pozzola knows kind of my strategy. Other people are like, uh, I, like Pittsburgh's going to find a way for some backdoor cover. This It just reeks at that line. That's why I don't take favorites that big. I was just like a long time ago, I was just told by a guy who gambles a lot. Like, that's the thing. The back door is always open. And Ben's one of those guys, pass interference, called down at the end. Hey, here comes Pittsburgh. I don't want to have to lay that kind of number. That's why I take so many dogs. It's just, I think it's a very scary proposition asking Kansas City to win by 13 points in this game. Well, I mean, we made some pretty good coin this year, Rob. I'm betting like Patriots as giant favorites. The Bills as giant favorites. It seemed like there was a big discrepancy between some of the better teams and some of the worst teams in the league that those lines just weren't big enough. I agree. Historically speaking, too, a lot of people would naturally gravitate towards those double-digit underdogs. And for a a large portion of the year, with the exception of the last week of the season, they would have got killed betting those because a lot of these big favorites ended up covering the spreads. Like I said, I mean, my my handicap is simple. I think Kansas City is a million times better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do think the Chiefs every once in a while get into like these slumps offensively where they just kind of struggle for a little bit here and there and ultimately let teams hang around in games. I also just don't trust them when they get out. Like They could get out to a 24-point lead in this game, um, and they'll probably allow the Steelers back into it. You know, they'll, they'll be confident enough just running the ball a couple times, letting the clock play out. I know the Steelers weren't able to do that last game, but that's kind of been Pittsburgh's MO all year. Like If you look at Pittsburgh 
I, I mean, this is very consistent theme of them just getting shellacked going into the second half or into the third quarter, fourth quarter of games. And then they just turn it on in the fourth quarter and they're so able true. to make a game of it. And they did it many times. I remember the Chargers game. I remember the Bears game. Bills like, game outright. The Bills were beating them. They turn on a switch. Like they, they, these guys just find ways. If you let the Steelers linger like a bad odor, they're just eventually they're going to come at you. That's the thing. It's weird. It's like you can't bury these guys. They're like vampires. Like bring out the garlic. Uh oh, here it comes Big Ben out of the coffin. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You've seen it. Like these guys, you have to put your foot on your throat on their throats with these guys. Don't let them linger. Baltimore learned the hard way. Other teams learn. Like the Steelers. Uh, Got to give them credit. They grind. Like they're not a very good football team, but they find ways. So, do, do you, Cam, do you remember the? Do you remember Dan Marino's last start? Is that the, the Jacksonville NFL? game? Yeah, I could. I could kind of like. I ha- the first time I saw. I'm yep. like. I'm looking last week. I'm like the Steelers are playing the Chiefs. I'm like, this could be one of those. Ben Big Ben goes out on like a disgusting note. Like it's it's it's. Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up because it re- it reminded I it reminded me of the Dan Marino last career. So I think it was like 62 to seven. They lost that game or something like that. I'm not suggesting the chiefs are going to win by that much, but it seems like, like it's a very sizable mismatch. I don't think people are really making an argument for the Steelers, like on the X's and O's side of things. And I think they're going to be able to attack the chiefs like that. I don't really see those. Tyreek Hill though. He's a little bit banged up. There's there's some, there's some question marks there and he changes everything. Like Hardman is a guy he'll drop balls. I know. Uh, Pringle's been better, but like, if you look at the Kansas city receivers, they're a little bit banged up, right? Like that's the thing. Football's a hard game. So Tyreek Hill changes their whole offense. When he does things, other guys are going to be open, but you can have different strategies defensively because he's the the deep threat. It, they still have speed. Don't get me wrong. They have a lot of guys who are very, very good, but that's a big loss. If he, he looked like he was hobbling against Denver. Well, I, I say the first, the first game Pittsburgh and Casey Kelsey was out. And all the Steelers did all game was double team Tyreek Hill, and they still got destroyed. I think Hardman had a really good game. Um, they just they just don't have like it's not the same quality defense. Obviously, they have T.J. Watt, huge huge player, defensive player of the year can can disrupt any game. I completely understand that. You could get a scenario where Kansas City reverts to the first half of the year where receivers can't catch the ball, ball bounces in the air, but that's the kind of luck Pittsburgh's going to need, right? They probably need to win the turnover margin plus two or something like that. Um, I, I just don't love. I just don't love this game one way or another. Like uh, if for me, the arguments in favor of the Steelers are more so of the Chiefs blowing up rather than I think the Steelers can do something on their own. So here's the change of the pick. Here's what I'm going with yeah. after you know doing my research live on air as we go through it, doing my own research over here. So <laughs> Pittsburgh in four of its past five road games has gone over. Kansas City has gone over five games in a row. Strangely, Pittsburgh plays at a pretty elevated pace, and that actually increased towards the end of the season. Both these teams were top 10 in plays per game run. So I think that the over of 46 is actually where I'm going to end up going with this instead of the Chiefs minus 12 and a half. So I'm going to take over 46 in Pittsburgh in Kansas City. Uh, At DraftKings Sportsbook, that 46 is about as low as you're going to find. I've seen it hang in 46 and a half at other places, but 46 is good enough for me. I will take over 46. Rob, give me a gold pick. I am going, despite the line move, it's still the game that I'm the most confident in. And I'm going to chase the quote-unquote steam and take the Las Vegas Raiders plus five. Um, obviously, I've bet against Cincinnati a lot this year. I was doing my, you hate, my season. You, you, there's a guy that trolls you, you on you Twitter for real, hating Cincinnati. So you got I, it, I know. Matt. This guy's got a problem with the Bengals. It's per, is it personal? Did Cincinnati do something to you? 
Listen, when you were my, younger and started my, betting, like if my model, shuffle, no, my my model has a problem with the Bengals. It's not me personally. Oh, That's your what model people have has to, an issue with. Anyways, the I finished up two and a half units betting against the Bengals this year, or on Bengals games overall. So I think okay. I'm okay. Here's the thing: I don't like the Raiders either. I was hoping, you know, to not have to see the Raiders in the playoffs. Poor, our our friend Feinberg, unfortunately. Um, I, That's I mean, on the Chargers. They're just a bunch of turkeys. That's not yeah, on the Raiders. You know, Feinberg went to battle with them last week, went to war, as he would say, and they just didn't show up for him. Feinberg led the front lines with the Chargers, and they let him down. Got massacred. Uh, yep. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody's they let him dead. into battle alone, and Feinberg, yep. he, you know, he got slaughtered. But anyways, Raiders and Bengals. Um, uh, I'll start with the previous matchup this year, which if people just look at the final score on the surface, they're going to see Bengals won 32 to 13. Um, I watched that game yesterday again back just to see if it matched with the box score that I've looked at for the game. And the Bengals were extremely lucky in my opinion in that game. So it was 16 to 13 with just over five minutes left. And then the Bengals got a couple turnovers, scored some garbage time touchdown to seal the game. The offense, particularly Cincinnati had 4.1 yards per play in that game. That's their lowest output this season. Part of the reason why is because Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the entire league against the blitz this season. And if you look at his numbers, when he's not facing a blitz, he is league average and the Raiders blitz less than any other team in the entire league by a mile, only 12% of the time. They're a team that sends four. They get pressure with four, as we saw against the Chargers last week, Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe. The Bengals, in my opinion, have the second worst offensive line in the entire league, only ahead of Miami, uh, who is out of the playoffs now. So I think the Raiders generate pressure with their front four and play a lot of coverage. And that really worked for them in the first matchup. Cincinnati stopped throwing the ball and started running it with Joe Mixon. Mixon had like a 35% success rate in that game on the ground. So since he really couldn't move the ball in that game. Now, do I have concerns about the Raiders offense? Absolutely. They've been very inconsistent. We've seen some flashes of that, like them scoring where the Chargers last week against the Cowboys, I guess, on Thanksgiving. But the Raiders are not the team that has to win by margin here. They're not the ones that have to win by six points to come. Another thing, Pizzola, Hunter Renfro is turning into a very reliable source. They got Waller back. There's a lot of things to like. Edwards has even stepped Bingo. up. That thing is like people, Waller changes the game. Like that's, he, the, he does. That, and trust me, the Bengals. I might put them in a money line parlay, Pizzola. I'm going to attack this week very differently and do a lot of different things, kind of like my foods, you know, cook everything. Everything I got in the fridge, it's going into a goulash. But I'm telling you, man, this game is scary for the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, the Raiders, take a look, Pat. You know their pass rush. Max, Max Crosby's turning out to be an animal now. They're getting pressure. Pizzola's right. Like, the Raiders' defense is actually, their, their front is dangerous as hell. Burrow could be running for his life. They don't have a good secondary, but they can drop so many guys into coverage that it, it doesn't yeah. seem to matter. Like, Think about last week, Justin Herbert actually played amazing, but his receivers really couldn't get separation. So he had to make perfect throws. Some of them ended up being dropped. Like it was a very tough game for the Chargers to move the ball because the Raiders can just generate so much pressure with, I mean, Max Crosby led the league in pressures this year. So um, I, I, you listen, this is the playoffs. I I get that the, the Raiders are not a good team. Like they're only a step above the Steelers in my opinion. However, I think they match up well with the Bengals. If they lose by 31, it's not going to surprise me. Like Joe Burrow in every big game that this guy's ever played, he's, he's lit it up. That's just like he's, he's an elite quarterback. But um, I just think it's too many points, and it's a bad stylistic matchup for the Bengals. I'm on the other side of this game. 
So I really like the Bengals in this spot. I just think that the the talent disparity between these two teams, especially at this time of year, playing in Cincinnati outdoors, and it does not look like it's going to be super warm in Cincinnati on Saturday afternoon. But I just think that Burrow can prevail over Carr. Like, I think the Carr has an especially bad game in this spot because the Bengals' pass rush, while not good, isn't bad either. They'll be able to generate some sort of pressure, especially if – and a lot of this has to do – with the Bengals jumping out to an early lead in this game too, because it completely kind of switches the way that the Raiders want to play. Like the Raiders want to run with Josh Jacobs as much as possible, complete these short little passes. They don't want to have to rely on their favorite play, which is throw it deep to no one. And hopefully there's a pass interference. And that, that, mm-hmm. that, that's really worked out for them. So the Chargers game, it worked, the it, Dallas game, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl like that. Sure, but I mean, there's not Jacoby Jones sprinting down the outside every single time for the Raiders True. right now. They have Brian Edwards who. Looks like he runs in molasses. So I think that balls. My my, like my, my he's all right, but he's not like a speedster yeah, by yeah. any means. No, 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 no. He's, no, not, no. he's, he's pretty good it. at South Carolina. He's decent, decent receiver. He's, so, he's, he's okay. My issue here with the Raiders is that this, as I mentioned yeah. off the hop, this is the team that it seems to me. From I mean, maybe I'm living in a little bit of a bubble with this one. Is that this is the game that everyone is glomming onto as this is the underdog that we're taking? I think that I'll bet the Raiders money line. I'll bet the Raiders plus five and a half. The Raiders plus five. It just seems like everyone wants to bet against Cincinnati for whatever reason. I think Cincinnati is way better in this spot. So I was thinking about minus five for the Bengals, or you know, to talk to my good friends at DraftKings and do a same game parlay here because the thing that I broke down when I was looking at props uh, this week and. This line has moved. It hasn't moved on prizepicks.com, by the way. It's still the same on prize picks. It's still set at 17 and a half right now. Use code MMN on your first deposit. You get a deposit match of up to 100 bucks. So basically, you can just make it a free bet if you want. But Josh Jacobs over 17 and a half receiving yards. And the biggest discrepancy comes in is that Jacobs, when the, like, when the Raiders lose, basically since November, in Raiders wins, he's averaging fewer than four targets a game. In games that they're losing, he's averaging over six targets a game. So instead of just playing a spread on this one, you could just you know, kind of tinker around a little bit play the money line for Cincinnati, Josh Jacobs over receptions, then all of a sudden you have a better number of just straight away. That's the way that I would play this game because, you know, now in the playoffs we're trying to finagle this a little bit. I, I, I don't have a, a very good case against the Raiders or At, for Listen Cincinnati. to this one. Do you, okay. you want to purchase this product? Nope. Cincinnati Bengals money line parlayed with Bill's money line is plus 118. Bills. How's that sound to you? I know I shouldn't be scared of the Bills, but I am. I am too. Anyway, so, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is it my turn? Do I? Uh, yeah, you're, you're up. Yeah, you're, you're up. You know what, Pat? I'm going to take a page out of your book today. We're mixing things up. Hey, everybody. It's Teaser Tony. I'm back. I'm here for the show. Thanks for having me. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll do a six-pointer, less juice, at plus 11 with Pizzol. I think the Bengals can get it done, but winning, asking them to win by more than 11 points, I think is crazy. With the Buccaneers, minus two and a half. Yar, 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 yar. That is my teaser. I think Philadelphia is fraudulent anyway. You want to talk about quarterback play? I got to be honest with you. I'm going to make a statement that's going to get a lot of negative comments. If Gardner Minshew started instead of Jalen Watts, I'd be more scared, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't even put this game in. I think the guy's actually a better quarterback. No, that's just my I, opinion. I, I, I completely disagree on that. Front. Okay, but uh, that's fine. That's it, a, that's fine. I don't know what Pozzola, what you think about that. That is my opinion. It's probably. I don't know if the numbers back it up. I like Minshew better. Hurts, I think, is a little bit too inconsistent for my liking. But anyway, so uh, my, my only point to that is um, I have no problems with Gardner Minshew. I think he's probably the best backup in the league. I think Hurts is better, but I think Hurts, even though he's inconsistent, 
you almost want that in the playoffs yes. because he has a yes. way higher ceiling than Minshew <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah, th- th- okay. This was back yeah. to my Trey Lance point from a few weeks ago. It's like we we know the floor is not good and they could lose the game by thirty five points. But if you hit yeah. on like the a ten percent outcome of the upside of that game, like Philly could win this game if Hertz plays like to his best capabilities because he's such exactly. a wild card. Hertz Hertz's ceiling is way higher than Minshew's ceiling. Is all I'm getting. Like Minshew might he might not lose you the game. But when you're going to have to go through, you know, Tampa Bay and then like Green Bay, Dallas, like all the teams that potential, like all the other teams in the NFC, basically, which are all good. You need a guy with a high ceiling that's going to be able to just have that performance. I, I mean, I don't think the Eagles are going to do it, but I, I, it's the NFL. I watched Nick Foles win a Super Bowl, so I'm never going to say never on anything. What a great day that was. Oh, it God. Really I, was, was. I, I was in your backyard in Woodbridge, man. We were making money rain there when the Eagles out, right? What a what a, what a a night that was. I drank so much. That was wild. Oh, that when, was a great day. Great. When they day. ran that trick play. To, oh, I was so good. I was the best. I love watching the Patriots. Well, the guy who that. hired me was an Eagles fan, too, so he won like 20 grand. He's like, hey, it was just one of those nights. Yeah, memories. But, uh, yeah, that teaser, man. Just give me the Raiders uh, plus 11 in Tampa Bay. Don't you guys think Tampa Bay is going to take care of business, though? I, I know they have deficiencies right now, but I don't really trust the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the teaser uh, that makes sense to me. Tampa Bay minus 2.5 with the old Raiders. Wow, I'm going Buccaneers and Raiders. You see a theme here? Last mm, week, yes. get that, Cats? Now the I'm pirates. talking about evil evil pirates and things <laughs> on the water. Like, yeah, bring out the cannons. <laughs> Yeah, Raiders and Buccaneers. I, Cam, like I, I will say this. I hope you win your teaser, obviously, because I'm on the Raiders as well. Um, I'm not, I'm actually, I, I don't mean to be critical. And I, I don't take this across as critical. I think the Raiders-Bengals game has like huge variance where I could see lots of scenarios where the Bengals blow them out. I could see lots of scenarios where the Raiders win. So for me, I love the Bucks in a teaser just because of like, from a math standpoint, the rest of these games though, um, like, for you know, like Pat said, I mean, I, you know what, what, Pagola, you know what? Vinny Variance, Vinny. he's not welcome in my house. He's gone. <laughs> okay, he came over. He didn't even bring a bottle of wine or beers. Hit the bricks. I don't care about v- v- Variance. He's gone. He's out Listen, of my world. The Just teaser points, the Raiders and Buccaneers, please. The, the teaser points won't matter when the Raiders win outright. Thank you. I, wow, outright. That's bold. Arr. I see. We'll get to the silver selections, but. Who isn't going to, if anyone is teasing this week, Rob, who's not going to have the bucks in it? Does that worry you? See, that's, see, now, now I'm good. Now, now you guys are freaking me out here. We're, we're going to get into like the whole Vegas uh, conspiracy theories now of like, listen, I, I mean. No, no, I would just say that I, I would just say that people lose on teasers all the time. And if this is the yeah. one piece that's going to be in all of them, then, you know, if that one loses Vegas wins. So if you were to talk to any bookmaker about teasers, they would tell you that they probably lose on teasers. The books lose on teasers three, three quarters of the weeks of a season, but the weeks that they do win, they absolutely clean up. Yeah, and that's do. the, that's the difference because a couple big favorites lose over the course of like a 16 game week in the season and the books are going to win every single teaser. So from that point of view, it's like, I don't really buy into that type of stuff of like, everyone's going to be on this teaser. Like that doesn't mean the bucks are, are guaranteed to, w- I can see the bucks losing the game. It's going to be horrible weather. The totals dropping like now down to 46 supposed to be thunderstorms, heavy wind like that, in my opinion, is not a game that's conducive to a big favorite leading and covering the whole way. So I could see lots of scenarios where it loses, but uh, not from the perspective of like, oh, everyone's going to be on this teaser. I need to avoid it type of thing. 
Okay. Do you have a silver? It's a dangerous pick? play, but yeah. we, we trying to mix it up this week. Hey, I, I mean, I wouldn't go with the Raiders on yours, but obviously, you know, it's not my pick. It's well, your there's pick. other things I want to do I, later I, on. I would, I, I would take the we'll Patriots see. up instead of taking the the Raiders up. Would be where I would go with it. Hmm. Okay. I, I just feel like the, pa- the Patriots seem like a, and Rob's right. The Patriots feel like they have far less variance than someone like the Patriots do. Like the Patriots are just going to play the Patriots game plan. They're going to play good defense. They're going to run the yeah. ball, shorten the game as much as possible. So it should stay within that 10 if you end up bringing it up. But it's not my yeah, pick. You guys, kick, you the, guys the, kicked me out of the ga- gang for variance. This guy's hanging no, no, out no. a lot. The only thing I'm saying with this week, like <laughs> if we look at the favorites, right? If we look yeah. at the Bengals, the Bills, um, the Cowboys and who's and the Rams. And, and if you're considering teasing any of the underdogs up right in those games, those teams, Bengals, Bills, Cowboys, Rams have blown out a lot of teams this year. Yes, like they, they play a lot of games where they just blow out the opponent. So that's my only concern with teasers this week is yeah, you're getting additional points. You're going to go through some, some key numbers, but you're, you're betting against teams that have really, you know, killed a lot of other teams this year. That's the only point I'm making. So when we look at these games, I, I, I don't love the teaser plays this week for that reason. Silver pick, Rob Pizzola. Okay, so, um, I mean, the, the game that I like the next best this week would be the Patriots plus four. Um, so part of this is, this is a little bit of um, a similar handicap to how I would have handicapped Alabama-Georgia in the college championship game, where we see... A, a pretty big line move from the last time that they played where like not a lot has happened since, in my opinion, at least the bills shouldn't be necessarily upgraded this much for playing close games against the jets and the Falcons at home. Like they close the stretch with, I mean, not really playing great in those games. The Patriots, in my opinion, are at their market low right now. They're entering the playoffs on a low point, they were ranked like top five in market for a long point this season. Uh, I do want to talk about the last game that they played between the Bills and the Patriots. I've been watching the, the last matchups that these teams played this week. The Bills were pretty dominant at Foxborough. Uh, they won that game 33 to 21. With that being said, they were up 26 to 21 late in that game. Josh Allen threw what should have been a pick six right through a, Bill, uh, right through a Patriots defender's hands. They end up scoring a touchdown on the drive to win the game. The Bills in that game were very successful on third downs. The Patriots were not. They were one of 10. That's why they had to go for a million fourth downs in that game. The, what it comes back down to with me when I think about these two teams is I think the Bills are slightly better, but I think that they are very evenly matched. I don't think that there's much that's separating them. It's going to be a very cold game with a little bit of wind. I think that like is conducive to what the Patriots want to do similarly to the way that they played the bills the first time in Buffalo. And this is basically a market now where it's this added home field advantage for Buffalo that I don't think really exists. Like the bills to me, uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Mina Kimes from ESPN this week that tweeted how great the bills would be if they played in a dome. I completely agree with that. Sure. Like to, Everyone to me, knows this, that they're, the, right. they're better without elements. That's their, they're built for a dome. Agreed. And I, I, I just, listen, I think this is a field goal game one way or another. I actually don't know who's going to win, but I don't have this much of a margin separating the two. My biggest concern and why I didn't bet it personally is the Mac Jones first career playoff game. Allen's been there before he has the experience. Historically speaking, like I said, 
these rookie quarterbacks making first career playoff starts. Doesn't matter if you're Peyton Manning or whoever, Russell Wilson, they tend to struggle in these spots. I get it. There's a lot to go into, but Mac Jones has played big games in his college career too. So um, I don't know really to know how to value that. I just feel like this is a big number. Like they played two games this year. The Bills were two and a half point favorites and one point favorites. And now they're a four point favorite in this game. So um, Patriots, I mean, I think it's just too big a price. All right. Well, Cam, I will go up next yep. and I have a DraftKings Sportsbook same game parlay for you. Ooh, like this yeah. as my we're silver pick. Yeah, listen, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I agree. Like we did the whole season with picks. Let's do some different things today. Let's yeah. put some well, money on parlays. Mean, I mean, let's rock. Pat was rocking some props earlier in the year and you just gave him shit. You're like, Pat, you got to stop doing the props. Like, I didn't give him shit. He gave himself shit. Yeah, I lost like one yard and stuff. I I lost every single one I think I gave out. It was bad. (laughs) I didn't give him shit. We're just saying, fuck the props because it's not working right now. And then, yeah, we got on. Hey, hey, anyway, it worked out. It worked out. So maybe it's for the better. But now we're going back to the. Yeah, I'm not a mean coach. I'm a friendly coach. We gave her the old Barry Horowitz on the back. Hey, Pat, these props, like, they smell like sewage. You're, and the thing is, the only <laughs> thing about props is the numbers are so dead. Everybody and their mother now, Bazola, you're you're a math guy. Props are the thing. We do shows. People are betting hockey shot props. They're betting back basketball well, stuff. You well, see how sharp well, 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 no, the DFS community yeah, does. But, but but here's the thing though, and I think it's a misconception, but it's also something that can tailor into if you're really on top of things. Like the NHL mm-hmm. shot props seem to be a really soft market. Like the books have not adjusted to the information that's available. NFL props have become a whole lot sharper now oh and basketball but but craziness how sharp but books do like to leave them a little bit soft because it's a nice gateway wager to get you in onto the site as well it's something that people can use and do pretty freely i saw levitan uh i mean he when he found props he bet a i think he bet like 80 preseason like player props and just absolutely nailed all of them that still i think remains because you need to run like good with injury luck uh if you're going to bet overs or run very fortunate with injury luck if you're betting unders at the same time but that still seems to be in the nfl prop market the preseason player props are where you want to be at i'm going to yeah, run it props, pat they're like the drug dealer first time's free right <laughs> they give you a nice thing and that, and that next thing you know you're hooked Maybe. dangerous very it, dangerous they can be I, i've been pretty good with props it's not the ones <laughs> i gave out on the show unfortunately yes. so no. I, i'm gonna run it right now uh, Josh Jacobs, 17 and a half receiving yards is the line. So in my same game parlay, I've actually bumped that down a little bit. So the pick is Cincinnati money line plus Josh Jacobs over 14 and a half receiving yards Ooh. is even money. So, so you're, you're doing the correlated, um, okay. Since he wins and Jacob gets passing yards because Derek Carr likes to dump it down late in the game. And yep. that's like the thing. Okay, I mean that that from a logical perspective, that makes a lot of sense to me. So, so I just I, ran I, so at runthesims.com slash mayo to get half off, by the way. So it'd be like 30, whatever, 35 bucks for the rest of the year. I'm using the player prop tool right now. And what the player prop tool does is simulates the game ten thousand times and then gives you a bar graph of how everything comes out based on whatever stat along with the juice that's involved with it. Now, in this scenario, uh the juice I believe is minus one ten, but the actual line is 21 and a half for receiving yards. So I've taken an alternate down to 14 and a half for receiving yards. Uh, and it, it comes out running the simulation cam 10,000 times that Josh Jacobs goes over 14 and a half, 65% of the time. So I like what I'm, Hi. I like what I'm getting here with my implied odds on both sides to get it down to even money. I'll Hi. say just, 
purely from a logic perspective, that makes a whole lot of sense. I've seen so many Las Vegas games where they're trailing and they have to come back in the fourth quarter and it's car checking down. Fuck from a logic perspective. Yes. Yeah, very logical. It is You're very a very lo- logical I'm try- guy. I'm trying to say that. I mean, when you, when you do these parlays, you want to do like correlated stuff. I mean, that's, that to me is correlated Raiders yeah. trailing. They card car checking his way down the field. He does that. That's, that's the Derek Carr special. Let's just hope he doesn't bomb it for pass interference. So New England minus well, yeah. New England plus four for Pizzola. Cincinnati yeah. money line plus Jacobs over 14 and a half receiving yards on a DraftKings Sportsbook. Same game parlay for me. Your silver pick, Cam. Yeah, I want to do another teaser, but uh, I'm just going to p- pump the brakes on that. We can't just get totally out of control once, you, once you're Why letting not? me off We're my in leash. the playoffs. I mean, yeah, you, had, you had a nah, great year. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm taking the Monday night game and, I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half against the Rams. Um, yeah. What, what, what they're bringing back uh, Geoff's buddy, uh, Weddle. Oh, okay. Yeah, Let's, well. What's he been doing for the last while? Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. I know the Arizona Cardinals, they haven't been great down the stretch, but I have a real issue with Matt Stafford. If you look at the numbers, the regression is real. Cooper cup has been great, but Matt Stafford, the thing is when he makes mistakes, he makes big, big mistakes. And, uh, he's costing this team. I understand their defense is elite, but I think, uh, the Cardinals can get a pass rush on him. And when you get pressure on Matt Stafford, bad things happen. It's not very good. I think the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury have a game plan. I should have got it earlier at four. It's three and a half. I think the Cardinals win this game outright. I'm going to take the points. It's a divisional game. These teams know each other. Everyone talks about McVay, the genius. Don't worry. Kingsbury's going to be all right. He's going to have a game plan. And I, I'm telling you, Arizona, they can they can match up against the Rams in this spot. I think they can win the game. So give me Arizona. I like underdogs. I know a lot of people like the Rams this week, but uh, I'm not one of them. I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think they're going to get it done. I think Matt Stafford's going to get hit a lot in this game. And I know people worry about Hopkins. Other guys will step up, and I think they're going to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. What I think is the difference, I think the defensive line, they find ways to blitz. And Matt Stafford, I hate to say it, he's kind of a statue now. He's turning into Matt Ryan. Backwards, 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 sack. Backwards, backwards, mistake. Give me the Cardinals. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Three cheaps and the hook. Three and a half. Cardinals, Raiders, Niners money line, Rob. There's your parlay. There, there's your bronze Ooh. pick parlay. Money line parlay big underdogs. Bar- big ones. <laughs> um, big ones. I mean, I, I don't hate it. Listen, I, wild card weekend. Not, sorry, super wild card weekend now because we got the extra games. Has historically been a week where underdogs perform very well, especially over the last decade. I think the logic that I have or the reasoning that I believe that this happens is I think home field advantage is overvalued in the playoffs. Like they're pl- a lot of these teams are playing with big home crowds throughout the entire year. Anyways, there's not a, a massive difference to me in, in my crowd opinion. sucks. There's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. home field it was a charger. It was a chargers. Uh, yeah. so, I'm tra- well, no, who did the Rams play? Where it was Niners it was last, last week, week, right? The yeah. Niners. Yeah. It was yeah. the 49ers. Yeah, Niners took over the stadium. Stafford's oh. wife, please, please get, don't sell your tickets to <laughs> Niner fans on her podcast. Listen, Mrs. Stafford, here's another tip. Don't go to all these women with, with their guys. I get it. Like you're stand by your man. It's not good when you start talking and stuff. It gives more trolls fodder. Just relax everything. Let them handle the situation. It's not good for business when you're going on a show and ripping everybody. And know what? No offense. Stafford's wife, you're the same person who sold Detroit Lions tickets there. So don't be hypocritical. You're talking about people Mm -hmm. selling tickets. I remember those days. Oh, we couldn't find somebody to give the tickets to. 
Ah, shut your pie hole. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're on, we're on the Cardinals this week. I, I wish I could bet against both of these teams this week. Like when I was watching games last week and I was doing all the scenario generators and whatever, I was like, please don't let the Cowboys and 49ers play. Like I wanted the Cowboys to play one of the Rams or Cardinals and the 49ers so to play. So did I. So, exactly. so I could bet against both of these teams because you have Cliff Kingsbury oatmeal for brains over here who just like every season at the end of the year, his team falls off a cliff. The guy's clueless Kyler Murray first career playoff start I've talked about that I have all the respect in the world for Kyler Murray I just like again historically speaking a spot where they struggle uh interesting to see if JJ Watt plays because when he left this year we got injured the defense fell off a cliff he'll probably be on a snap count but I feel like that'll help them regardless if he's on the field because their run defense especially fell off a cliff so uh and then on the other side like do I want to lay points with Stafford right now nope no thank you um I, I would consider the under in this game, but I'm actually scared to death that Stafford is going to throw a pick six. Like he seems to do every single week. I like nowadays. the under too, Pizzola. So, a lot of people like the over. I think this game goes under the number if there's not crazy mistakes. The The offenses in, uh, for both these teams are way overrated. I think yeah. like the, the Cardinals offense since the, they've moved the ball since DeAndre Hopkins has gotten injured, but they don't punch it in in the red zone anymore. When DeAndre Hopkins is in the lineup, they had a 60% touchdown rate in the red zone. Without him, they're 44%. They just can't like lob the ball up to him. No one else gets a lot of separation. And then the Rams offense, like, again, they consistently move it, but they turn the ball over as well. So um, I don't know. I, I, it's a shame that one of the game that these guys had to play each other this week, because I, I think both these teams are pretty fraudulent. Um, although, I mean, it's the NFL, like I said, anything can happen, but I just feel like we would have had great opportunities um, using other teams betting against both of these. So what you're saying is that we should find the Arizona kicker and take his over on total points. I kind of like that. Not bad. Field I goals, mean, yep. A lot of field goals. How about total field goals in game? I think the Rams will uh, probably kick some field goals too. They'll be stalled. Yeah, maybe. A lot so. of threes. So, so Kingsbury does go for fourth downs a lot. Um, but he, but he, also kicks for, he also kicks from the half-yard line all the time too. Kingsbury, that guy has – he sent me in spinning this year with some of the decisions he's made. Um, I, the, what was the Colts game, right? Where they, they spent four minutes driving oh, the field was, late in the game that and then was kicked insane. the field goal on third and goal. Yeah, like, that, was, can't I, I, can't, I cannot bet on that guy anymore. I'm, I'm just sort of, I mean, we obviously have to at some points if we feel that it's a bad number, but. Uh, well, you yeah, think McVay's a genius? People talk no, about this guy like he's the second coming. He's no, not. I don't. I, I think McVay is probably very overrated, but he's, he's very good game planner. Both these yep. coaches are good game planners. Both of them suffer with in-game decision-making. I think you're going to see a lot of questionable stuff in this game. Like McVay, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, good luck, Cam. I'll be rooting for you because I have nothing on this game, so go Cardinals. I don't know another game to pick. Like, I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I want to take, take Buffalo, but the, the spread scares me. Like, I'm looking yeah. at the thing. I did a teaser for my damn gold pick. So I'm not ha- – I, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not having, like – I'm not cam confidence this week. Like I like, even I felt great about taking the Jaguars last week. I knew they'd play the cold stuff. I didn't know they're going to win outright, but this is a very, very difficult board fellas. I agree. Bronze picks cam Stewart. You are up first. Well, Pozzola, you know, he likes to, he likes to give me the stabs. He's going to give me the stab now. And also uh, this is Stewart on Stewart violence, actually Stewart on Forbes violence. My cousin, Robbie's the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan. I watched uh, Christmas games with him where he like broke things and smashed things into walls. Like he lived for the Cowboys. Like it's out of control. Like he is the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm going with the Niners. 
Uh, I'm going to take the points with the Niners. I think they're a very good football team. I love what I saw last week, too, being down 17-0 to the Rams and coming back and slapping them around. Debo Samuel's at X-Factor. He can throw the ball. They can give it to him. 49ers, you worry a little bit. Dallas has some very, very decent weapons, but I think San Francisco's battle-tested, and for what they have to do in this game, it's going to be a simple attack. Run, run, pound, 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 pound. Keep Dallas's offense off the field. Actually, I have a future bet, which is probably clouding my opinion. I have a ticket with San Francisco, 70-1, to 1, to go to the Super Bowl. Well, we have, I think they're, Cam, we all, all three yeah. of us are sitting here with that same ticket. We all panel. got it. Oh, yeah, we all got yeah. that ticket. Yeah, 60 or 70. I forget what it is, but we all have it. I, I don't want to be biased, but I'm really like hoping that comes in because I'd love a, a, a chance to win a lot of money. But here's the thing. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a very, very good football team, but I think uh, San Francisco can exploit them on the ground. And uh, everyone rips Jimmy Garoppolo. You're ripping the wrong guy. It's like uh, it's like David Carr. He's, Jimmy Garoppolo, you give this time, he'll shred you. And um, I think it's a dangerous matchup for the Dallas Cowboys. So give me the San Francisco 49ers plus three. I like both the, I like the underdogs in the NFC a lot, except for teasing uh, the Buccaneers, as you guys know. I think David Carr got ripped for good reason, though. David Carr. Uh Oh, David Carr. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Derek Carr is different. David Carr. Right, right. Yikes. David, yeah, no, it's true. Like, I always screw those guys up. That was a I great know, I, I have the same thing. And he went to the NFL, and it was just – then again, the guy played for the Houston Texans back then. They didn't have no help, and they, they basically murdered him back there. He had no confidence because he didn't have a line. I think a lot of the time we rip quarterbacks, it's to do with the line. You have to look at their offensive line. It's not all the quarterback. Look, you give somebody uh, time, okay, they'll Cam, shred you. Cam, you are, you, are, you are descending into Tim Andercast territory, why the Jets quarterbacks are no good. Not their fault. Offensive line's fault. Well, it's a little bit different with the Jets. Zach Wilson, he just makes a lot of really dumb decisions. Like he's not a, He doesn't seem like a, a really sharp guy. <laughs> I, I see what Cam's saying, and I, I somewhat agree that, like, I think a lot of quarterbacks could have been very different based off the situation they were drafted into. Yes. Whether it's the coaching staff, the O-line, or whatever. But, like, you see guys fail that you're just like, this guy should have never failed in the league. And a lot of times it's just the team has no idea how to use them properly. Yep. I can see that, but I don't think that's taking a mediocre quarterback and then all of a sudden he's great in the better situation. Oh, Jets, no, no. Jets, Sam Darnold Jets, didn't fail because of no, his O-line. Exactly. Right? Sam yeah. Darnold's just a turkey. Like yeah. a, the guy, I, I can't believe this guy is employed in the national football. It's actually disgusting watching Carolina's defense play and watching this loser play every week. I can't like, and why would you have faith in this guy? But another thing is Pat tip number one, you don't draft a quarterback from BYU. Yeah, Taysom Hill's there for, uh, with the Saints. It's just when, when they drafted Zach Wilson, like, I didn't understand why the Jets were like a horse with blinkers on. There's other guys. They fell in love with this guy. Hey, he could be okay, but yeah, it's just, he's not the man for the job. Uh, like I mentioned, <clears throat> at Prize Picks, use code MMN and get yourself that $100 deposit match on your first deposit. Elijah Mitchell over 69.5 rushing yards. Josh Jacobs Ooh. over 17.5 receiving yards. Both those numbers versus like DraftKings Sportsbook are way lower. Like Eli Mitchell's up to 76.5 rushing yards is his over under. So you're getting seven yards uh, less. And I mean, he. Based on his average workload over the past six games that he's started, that is now going to be an average of 3.4 yards per carry in order to hit that over. Like, Elijah Mitchell's not afraid of the 22 for 88 game, but that's going to hit you the over here. And I already mentioned the Jacobs stuff. So if you're playing on prize picks, check that one out. Obviously, those numbers not available in terms of your regular prop market. So I would suggest that. Rob, bronze pick. Yeah, I had to bite my tongue there for a second with Cam ripping the BYU quarterbacks. Uh, John Beck. 
historical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I have favorites? a nice cold Bex? Yeah, yeah. What about the Detmers? Little hands like a Connie. <laughs> <laughs> little hands, Johnny Beck. Yeah, oh, no, man. honestly, like you name me a BY quarter, BYU quarterback Steve other Young. than Jim McMahon. Steve Young, Steve, thank you. Steve but that Young. that was decades ago. Like yeah, that doesn't, we're, we're we not going even, back. We can't even years. put that in in Pozzola simulator and variance machine. No, I'm sorry, I just it's too too long. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to actually piggyback cam for my bronze. I think of the remaining games. I like the 49ers the best. There we go. That's I it. Was, going against your own team. Pizzola. Love it. Love well, it. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a realist. I, I actually think the most likely outcome of this game is Dallas wins exactly by, by three. three. Yeah. But, but I think the 49ers give them a fight and I think the 49ers are not a great matchup for them for one cam mentioned it, but the Cowboys are not a good run stopping team. They can get a ton of pressure on the quarterback, but. They don't stop the run very well. San Fran is very dynamic in the way that they run uh, their offense. Kyle Shanahan knows exactly how D- Dan Quinn sets up a now defense. He's a good coach. Exactly. That guy's smart. Shanahan's <laughs> a very good game planner as well. Yeah. I'll give him he can, that. He can manage in-game too, better than he, most. Listen, he gets the most out of hey, Jimmy G too. Did, I'm, I'm not disrespecting Jimmy G, but like that offense is tailor-made for him. Did you yeah. see the Niners offensive coordinator this week who's basically really stoned Rob Pozzola? He looks exactly like me. Yes, I did <laughs> yeah, see. Nice. They, yeah. uh, there was also a, buddies, a, buddies a, baked. Yeah. Well, there was also there was a report that's like, yeah, he. I mean, he stays with Shanahan. He's known Shanahan since he was like twelve years old or something like that. But he wouldn't go to another team unless that state had like legalized marijuana. I agree with. Hey, good for him. He, he stood. He stood his ground. Hey, some Listen, people. Marijuana is a lot like coffee. Like you, you know, you need that first cup in the morning. Prozola, by the way, I got a new Nespresso. Like the the, the new one, the virtual with the big pods that look like dome stadiums man the whole cup gets filled now yeah, like it is yeah. what a brilliant crema at the top like I, I don't even work for this company let me tell you it's a game changer i had a regular cup of coffee the other day and it tasted like piss i can't even <laughs> i can't even drink like like regular coffee from an establishment anymore even starbucks like this thing kills it man it murders it nespresso minus 13 and a half they'll cover every week yeah you take nespresso against the steelers they'll cover the number we we have a nespresso machine at the bet stamp office but sometimes i put the wrong like the, the, the mug size is very important. That's Sometimes you screw it up and it overflows. You got to really you know learn the lesson. Here's a tip. Always make it bigger, like your Muldoon's mug. Then you can put it into a smaller one because sometimes you hit the button a couple of times. It gives you the full cup yeah. or you can go for the Italian style. If you want a quick shooter, like the heroin buzz. Anyway, I've never done heroin before, but I'm just saying like that real, whoa, I'm awake in the morning when you need to get things done type of vibe. I think, I think heroin works. Saying? I think heroin works the other way, Cam. I think you're thinking. Yeah, of- doesn't it, oh, oh, like- it, it, it chills you out. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Downer, anyway, right? So speed. It's it's more speed, like, it's uh, speed, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Italian speed when you just like the quick little in those little mini cups. When I go to Woodbridge. <laughs> Let's well, that's party. what I do. That's that's my machine at home, right? It actually grinds the beans. It's an actual oh. espresso machine, which I, wow. you know, I, I, but the Nespresso, I, I'm a big fan of the Nespresso as well. I've just had personally bad experiences with picking the wrong size oh, cup. Oh, and then you go back yeah, to get yeah. your coffee and there's coffee everywhere and you feel like a jackass for obvious reasons. But I didn't know. I didn't know any. I didn't know. No, I learned the hard way too. Really, you need to you just know? always overcup it. Always yeah. overcup it, and you could put it into a smaller well, vessel. Well, I think one thing people do not know about the Nespresso's is that you can set it for different tailored pods. So if you have a type of coffee that you want to fill like a bigger cup, you can set it on your Nespresso machine that that particular pod will give you like twice as much like coffee into the mug versus another pod, which will give you like the regular size glass. Like if you were to fill up something like this big, uh, you can set it to that and then set up other pods for other things. 
haven't figured that one out yet, Pat, but it seems to be working. I, I just like the bigger domes. I used to have the little mini guys. The mini capsules is not enough. I need uh, I need something bigger. That's all. All right. I'm going to go with San Francisco plus three as my bronze pick. <laughs> yep. I, mean, I, just, I, just, I just want it to happen. Can we get a shit Niners Raiders Super Bowl? Can we have that, please? Who's I got a Niners Buffalo Bills Super Bowl. Niners Steelers. How's that? Yeah, Niners, Niners, Niners Steelers. Yeah, Niners Steelers. Let's have that as the Super Bowl. We'll be feeling good about those San Francisco futures no, then. Yeah, right. We won't, we won't even hedge out. Perfect. No. Yeah, you're right. Um, I will say this, though. Like, just, just advice for anyone betting it. I do think Dallas is going to take more money this week. I saw a little bit of it this morning because yeah, Dallas wait. is minus three plus 100. Yeah. I, I feel like you're... I don't feel like San Fran ever goes down to two and a half or you're going to lose this number. So I think you're just probably better off waiting. Maybe you collect a three and a half at DraftKings at some oh, point. Oh, I'd love a three and a half. I know. I can really use that easy. hook. See, I'm always begging for points, but I can really use it. It, uh, it, would, it would be good, but like, you know. See. Uh, it, lo it looks like it's actually going to plus three and a half right now as we speak because uh, all the juice on What's both the sides juice on three and a half? Minus That's 105. It's minus 105. Oh, sold. No, no, no. Because no, 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 I know you're a math guy. That's a good number. No, no, no. no it'll it, be like it, minus 120, minus 125, oh, something like that. No, it, 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 it's on the other side. It, it's plus okay, three. It's you. plus three, minus 105 right now. But typically right. yes. on DraftKings Sportsbook, once you start seeing the VIG drop down to close to even money, that means the half points coming in soon. So it'll probably be mm. plus three and a half, minus 115. More, more. One, one fifteen gets scooped. Yeah, in my probably opinion. 20, 20, 20, 20 to twenty five somewhere in there. But it, listen, unless Dallas gets bet more, then you're then Pat's right. It'll go to to minus one fifteen when they move the number. So yeah, um, no, that's that's valid. I mean, it, this is going to. I mean, this is the most interesting game for me, not because I'm a Cowboys fan, but because these teams haven't played each other this year. Every other team we've seen them play each other. It's True. kind of like this is just. I don't know what we're going to get. I just hope we get a good game, but. The, the one thing I will say as a Cowboys fan, they cannot cover the middle of the field because their linebackers, Leighton Vander Esch, Keanu Neal, these guys are slow as hell. They're terrible in coverage. I don't know how they defend George Kittle. I don't really know how they defend Debo Samuel over the middle of the field. I feel like that's going to be a real problem for them. That's not to say Dallas can't score because they can, like, we've seen them, you know, we've seen them score in the 49ers secondary is... Bad. You know, we can we but, can but roll are out we sure some Mayo Media Network guys in the secondary. Uh, we yeah. have Cust, Cust and uh, Cust and Cam in the Cust secondary. Cust on CD Lamb. Yeah. No, Cust doesn't like the he doesn't like the Niners, does he? No, oh, he God help us. No, he he oh, he, he thank you, thank you, thank you. No, did no? I think he may have picked the uh, Feinberg was on Dallas. I think. Interesting. Yeah, he's still bitter about the Chargers. That's he's supporting he's me. He knows that I supported him. With I messaged Feinberg last week. Said you know I hope the Chargers get in. I wish the best. I for did him. too. So he's just kind of re reciprocating that love to me. Now. Pe people were nice. people were legit concerned about him on Sunday night. I actually was too. <laughs> I messaged him asking him if he could possibly do a Twitter space on Sunday night. I'm like, listen, Feinberg, we'll do like the first quarter or something. I know it's a big game. He's like, Rob, I won't be in the right state of mind if the Chargers are losing or something like that. I just, I, I won't be able to do it. I pinged them with a message right after the game was done because I just like... You know, and he, I got the, the standard Jeff response of like, you know, our team battled. We went to war. I went to war for the team. I don't know what Feinberg actually thinks he's doing for the Chargers every time he's rooting for them. Yeah, like, not much, I, but he, he's he thinks very loyal. He's part of, he thinks he's part of the locker room, though. Yeah. He it, thinks he's an extension he, of the Chargers Isn't he a part room. of it? Is he not like a co-owner of the team? <laughs> I, I, char, I don't know. 
I, I think you're joking. Yeah, if that candle business okay. can really take off, I'd love for Feinberg to buy the bolts because I think things could actually get better. Like, yeah, I'd like to what see. A, what does a Chargers flavored or, or scented candle smell like? Shit. What? what? Yeah, I would probably say burning because lightning bolts <laughs> burn things that create fire that create more problems. Yeah. Arson. Let's buy the arson the candle arson. with a big with a big lightning bolt on it. That's the that's the LA Chargers candle. It's called arson. The arson yeah. line by Feinberg. <laughs> by Feinberg. <laughs> All right, guys, that will do it for the best bets. If you yeah. want the uh, cheat sheet, it's up on DK Nation. Rob, tell everyone about about BetSnap. Yeah, check out BetSnap. You can visit the web- website betsnap.app.app, or you can download it on your mobile device. Great line shopping tool. So whenever you're going to go place a bet. It tells you where the best line is available at all the sports books that you bet at. So you can just easily uh, line shop and do it within five seconds instead of opening every single one of your sports books and having to manually do the work. So check it out. If you want to track your own bets as well, it'll do that for you. It'll give you some advice on where you're going wrong, where you can improve and whatever. So please um, do it. I mean, I, I, I strongly believe in the product uh, and I think it will really help you become a better sports better. Cam Stewart, sportsgrid.com. You're on for 28 hours a day, I heard. Uh, not that long, but yeah, but that's what you look like when 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 you're doing the work manually. So I should probably, I think, didn't we talk about getting bet stamped like a couple months ago? Anyway. Uh, and the, re- the registration yeah. process takes about 15 seconds. I got to be honest. You have you, to put in an email and a password. For the deliver, grocery delivery. That's why I don't get to go. How many lights are here? How many motorcycles are here? Are there mountains in the back? I, I, when I see that stuff, I absolutely think it's just a password, man. All I want is just to get in there. Like they make yeah. it tough. Anyway, Pat, your pool. I'll, g- I'll give Mayo credit. I'm in his golf thing. Nice, quick and simple for a guy like me. Boom, boom, boom. Pat, I need to ask you a question after the show's done, by the way. Yes, I'm on the network. Uh, all the time. We're till nine o'clock Eastern. We're doing in-game betting. Me and Gabe Morenci. If you like some laughs and you like degenerate plays, because unlike Pizzola, who's disciplined, we'll bet on probably everything, every prop, every game. We like to have fun, even little sprinkles. And uh, this week on Sunday, I've uh, changed my shift. I'm actually getting Rob. I'm working during the Dallas San Francisco game. I usually get the one o'clocks, but I'm at four, four o'clock till eight o'clock. Check us out on sports grid, YouTube. And uh, yeah, me and Joe Ranieri, Diamond Joe Ranieri will be breaking down the Cowboys Niners and doing live betting and uh, have some laughs during the, sh- during the game. I- I'm going to throw this out here to you guys right now and to the viewers at the same time. Is anyone considered a sharp at Olympics betting? Because I, I, I was thinking about doing a daily. Olympics we did really show. well in the Olympics this year, Pat. Really well. Yes. So the answer is yes. Uh, I would say like you talked about props uh, early in the show, Pat, right? Olympics betting, you tend to have very small limits. Um, what that means is that the sports books are not going to get burned on Olympics. So they're not really paying attention to those odds a whole lot. So for sure, you can find a lot of people that could probably capitalize on Olympics because it's just them versus the bookmaker and no one else in the market is really paying attention. So definitely I think you can have some sharp Olympic betters. I wouldn't think that that's like, um, you know, something that's uncommon. Well, if you are a biathlon expert out there, get it, get it. The Pat Mayo experience at gmail.com. Maybe we'll do some uh, daily Olympic betting. That sounds like it could be some fun. I had Marenzi on last time to break down the summer Olympics. Mm. That guy is in the weeds cam when it comes to these like weirdo sports. Oh yeah, no, we crushed on like uh, what did we do? Like the, we hit the Netherlands women's field hockey team. They were an absolute lock at a buck forty. Like they were crushing everybody. We found out about India, the actually underrated in a lot of sports. We got crazy spreads. I'm telling you, like the basketball, like the Olympics were very good. Rob's right. The numbers aren't very sharp at all. If you do a little bit of research, you can actually make money. 
Is there any guy from Quebec this year who's going to dominate aerials or whatever that crazy skiing one is? Oh, I love what where you're sc- where cross country skiing and banging off guns too. Oh, that's what I. Yeah. No, no, no that's my apple. What's the one where it's like you I do flips it. going down the hill? They like Quebec. Oh, Quebecers yeah. are great at that. Yeah, a lot of stoners do. Like, didn't Ross Rebliati, uh, like, he mastered He was half pipe. Yeah, he, he was a yeah. half pipe. And then he, Cam, he wasn't a stoner himself. He only went to a party where marijuana was being <laughs> yeah, smoked. Actually, let's get Anyway, we're not going to get into this now. I met him at a marijuana conference and uh, he's doing quite well. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he breathed it in. That's yeah. true. Yeah, no, he, just he didn't smoke it himself. Yeah. He just yeah, went to a party. That's where... the best. I didn't do it. It's like speaking at the conference, Ross, he's like, hey, guys, I don't really, hey. Are we having fun? Yes, we are. All right. Rate, <laughs> review, the Beth Bubba. and yes. subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience yeah. audio podcast. You can rate this on Spotify now. It takes like three seconds, so please go do that. Help support the show. Smash likes up to the channel, up to the newsletter. Runthesims.com slash Mayo to get yourself a 50% discount through the Super Bowl. Highly recommend it. You can make all of your custom projections. Not difficult to do, and you can help yourself win that way. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.